I'm your host, David Frost. This is my strategic forecast where you get common sense market analysis. In this video, we're going to discuss where the markets are. Are they going to go any higher? Are they going to stall out here? Was today a gap in crap? And a whole lot more. What exactly caused the market to crap out today? Why did it finish poorly? We're going to discuss the whole ball of wax from soup to nuts. The first order of business is we have to recognize that the trend is still comfortably higher. Nothing happened to the trend. We did have somewhat of a gap in crap today, and we'll talk more about that, but the trend is really just higher. We're above all the moving averages. Everything is moving higher. We did try and move higher this morning, but look where we are. We're into these three important pivots. Now, they have to be important. We've talked about these many, many times. I'm talking about that one, this one, and this one here. That's the area that we're into. So let's use real numbers. Let's put some numbers on the page. The high today was 281.31. Here's a high from this pivot. Happens to be 280.40. We know about the 280.40. We closed below there last week. We'll mention that again. Here's a high at 281.22 and another high at 281.15. So we made a new high today by a few pennies. And the market was rejected and we finished near the lows. What we've been looking for is the type of reaction that would raise our eyebrows. We talked about it last week. Was that the reaction we're looking for today? Well, not exactly. However, it could morph into something else. All this occurred, meaning the market really started to unravel in terms of intraday activity at the end of the day. So there wasn't heavy volume, there wasn't a lot of sellers out there, but it could morph into something else. When you look at the intraday 10-minute chart, you can see once we made the high, which was early in the day, about 11 o'clock, 11.10 a.m., we started to drift lower. But then we got hit again, or the market got hit, at the end of the day, finishing near the lows. Will that be significant? We'll see tomorrow. Had there been more time on the clock, the market certainly would have tried to fill this gap, I think, also coinciding at least on a 10-minute chart with a 100-period moving average. Now we're back to the daily chart, and I want to point something out. We just talked about the fact that the market was weak into the end of the day. What we can't lose sight of is the market was up. We still closed at another new high. So there is a little bit of conflicting data. The market finished poorly, and it's always about how they close them, not necessarily how they open them. They opened them way up today, but they closed them poorly. It's always how they close them because that's the last thing that happened, and that's the first thing that we're going to trade off of in the morning unless we have another gap higher. So what really happened today? Let's summarize what happened. The market gapped up. We made a marginal new high by a few pennies was rejected from that new high by a little bit, but finished at a new high. Is that bullish or bearish? It's not really bearish. It's more bullish than bearish. From a daily chart perspective, we did close at another high. However, 
We closed poorly at the end of the day. So does that cancel each other out? It possibly does. They're both puzzle pieces, but there's nothing definitive when you put those pieces together. Here's the other thing we have to keep in mind. If you go back to the last several videos, we've been discussing the fact that 279, 280, 281, up in this area, we're likely to find resistance. Now, we've creeped up here. So the fact that we've creeped up here, and lately we've been talking about creeping markets. Why? Because we've had creeping markets. So when a market is creeping, it has a tendency to be able to creep on past what would normally be a resistance level if something came from afar straight into it you're more likely to have that be a resistance area and a much stronger rejection point. For example, let's say in one or two days from where the 200 period moving average is, let's just say right around 274, 275. If we shot right up to 281 in one or two days, we would have likely seen a pretty decent rejection from that area because we ran up there real fast. Now we creeped up there and we saw a little bit of a rejection. So I'm not going to make anything more out of it yet than a little bit of a rejection. I'm taking the market for what it's telling me right now. Was that a bullish or bearish case? Well, from a longer term perspective, the daily chart and beyond, right now the market is still in an uptrend. So that is a bullish case. We closed at a new high. The bearish case is we closed poorly. Are there more sellers out there when we wake up tomorrow morning that is possible? It's not a probability. It's a possibility. When we look at an hourly chart, can we fill the gap? Of course we can. There's a lot of support down here. Didn't we just break out from this area? There's a gap. Are we coming back down to test that last breakout area? What's going to happen when and if we do? Will that be support? It's very possible. We'll find out tomorrow. This is an hourly chart. This will be active Tuesday morning. Is this just a pullback for a setup, building energy for another push higher Tuesday morning? That's another possibility. Neither case is definitive one way or the other. And when it's not definitive on an hourly chart, we have no choice but to revert to other time frames, either a shorter time frame if you want to get what's likely in the very, very short term, or a longer time frame if you just want to get the bigger trend that's going on. In my case, I want to see the larger time frame. I want to see the larger trend. The larger trend tells me nothing material happened on the downside. We just finished poorly today. We may have some more sellers show up in the morning based on the hourly chart, but until and unless this hourly chart shows some damage, I'm going to go with it was just a pullback from making a marginal new high. And that's all I'm going with until further notice. And by the way, nobody should be surprised on where we are. We've been saying at least half a dozen times, 279, 280, 281, up in this neighborhood. We can go as high as 283, in my opinion, before we have to have at least some kind of meaningful pullback. Do we have to have a meaningful pullback? There's no written rule that says we do. I'm just going by the normal and already we're getting stretched. This creeping market is a little long in the tooth, I would say. Look where we've come, remember, only from the end of December. Now we're finishing up 
February. It's a couple of months. Before we finish up on the S&P, I just want to make mention of something else. We just discussed a couple of months. So let's expand on that a little bit and remember when the market was going down. So think back into the fourth quarter of 2018 and remember when we were discussing how long corrections typically last. There's no number, there's only averages because each correction is its own correction. At the time, we used a round number of three months, 12 weeks. Sometimes they're 9, 10, 11 weeks. Sometimes they're 14, 15, 16 weeks and beyond. But on average, they're about three months, give or take. Now, let's just say for argument's sake that this is a correction in the beginning of a bear market. Let's say that's the case. I'm not saying it is. I'm not saying it isn't. It doesn't matter what we name it. Let's just say that it is. Is this correction going to last about three months? We're about two months, maybe slightly beyond right now. Actually, I take that back. We're about two months right now. So could this last another couple of weeks? Could it last another four weeks? Could it last another five or six? Anything is possible. We're on the lookout for certain things. The market will tell us its intentions. Right now, the trend is up. The trend is your friend until the very end. We're not saying today is a reversal. I know the emails will come in, and I know the posts underneath the video will call for a reversal, and it may be the beginning of a reversal, but we still finished at a new high today, so I'm not ready to declare this a reversal just here and now. Just a real flash look at the weekly chart of the SPY. We had discussed last week, this was an important close coming up which was last friday the close that we were looking at was closing above or below 280.40 so the week closed at 279.14 below that breakdown candle high we're above it this morning still closed above it today but this is monday so i'm still watching the weekly close a lot can happen over the next four trading sessions. Here's a snapshot of my favorite market leading indicator, the IWM. The chart looks the same. We're above the 200 period moving average. What I also find interesting is where we close today. So the closing price on Friday was 158.15. The closing print today is 158.19. So we did close above Friday's high by a few pennies. That's a little trickery because they could have done whatever they wanted to do. So is it a trick, trap, fool, and frustrate? Is it not? We'll find out more tomorrow. I just find it interesting when those kind of things happen. As we know, there are no accidents, no coincidences across the market. Here's something that we don't look at every day, but we do look at when necessary, and I think it's necessary to look at it today. I think it's a puzzle piece. The VIX finished up 10%. So here's what I find interesting is the S&P finished up three points. The Dow finished up 181 points. The Nasdaq finished up 26 points and the VIX finished up 10%. So there is protection being purchased. Is it for protection or is it because the VIX has bottomed, is going higher, the market has topped, and is going lower? I will continue to keep my eye on the VIX. I will watch it like a hawk. I wanted to bring it to your attention. It's a puzzle piece. It's on the table.
The price I was looking for to be interested on the long side of the VIX was and still is sub 12. Maybe we get there, maybe we don't, but certainly Friday's low or today's low was not the price I had in mind. So I am just an umpire calling balls and strikes on the VIX. How about over in the transportation department? So we're above the 200-day moving average. And what I find interesting is we're just going sideways for the most part. So a couple of things. We talked about the fact that the transports are a great canary in the coal mine, have been for a long, long time. It does look different on the chart as it relates to the breakdown candle high where we are, as it relates to where we are when you compare it to the spider, the IWM, and some other charts for that matter, including the SMH, which we haven't just looked at yet today. However, right now, we have to take it for what it is, and right now, what it is, consolidating above the 200-day moving average, it's in an uptrend, there's nothing wrong with this chart, and under normal market conditions, it will want to make a run for the breakdown candle high or fill the gap or obviously both. We've come a long way. It still would not be out of the ordinary. It's normal market garden variety market behavior to have a little bit of a pullback on the way up. Look where we've come from. It has been a tremendous move across all markets. So this still isn't an uptrend. So even a couple of days to the south side, doesn't necessarily take away the ultimate goal and the transports for what I believe is still at minimum of the breakdown candle high, if not to fill the gap. Now, let's say that doesn't happen. That will be a weak market, show weak relative strength, or it will show relative weakness, and that will be potentially our canary in the coal mine. So I'm also watching the transports very closely, like a hawk, it's a little bit bigger of a puzzle piece for me. It's on the table. Let's move on. Out in Silicon Valley, anything wrong with the queues? None whatsoever. A new closing high. We just closed poorly today. Same story as the S&P 500. We're not going to really read too much into it. It was a day when the S&P made a marginal new high, was rejected, but it really wasn't rejected with force. It wasn't rejected with great power. Maybe there's more to that story. We'll see what happens tomorrow. Again, new closing high in the queues. You have to take that for what it is. We're still in an uptrend. There's nothing wrong with this daily chart. It is what it is. But there's always two sides to every coin. And when you go to an hourly chart, it does look like there's still some sellers out there that may push the market down, or the cues in this case, down to fill the gap. Barring a gap higher in the morning, that's likely the case. If that's happening in the queues, it's happening in the S&P, it's happening across the board, it's shaking out some weak hands, and if the uptrend on the hourly chart remains intact, it will be nothing more than a pullback. Now, if we have a big gap down and this chart pattern is broken, that's a different story. We'll see what happens Tuesday morning. Have to see what we wake up to. What we can do today after the close is read what the information is telling us today. We can react tomorrow, but we can't anticipate. Anticipating is a fancy way of saying guessing, and when you guess, you generally lose. 
Sometimes you win, but the majority of guessing results in losses. What if we just looked from a different angle, a different flavor, a two-hour chart, a 120-minute chart? Do we see anything different? No, it looks like the hourly chart. It looks like we're drifting down to fill the gap. Doesn't mean we will. That's what it looks like on the 120-minute chart. In order for us to get there, a lot of other things have to happen. But right now, that gap looks lonely. It looks like it wants to get filled. But we know looks like doesn't cut it in this business. But what I can say is this is not a chart at present that is telling me higher prices imminent. Now, if we had another, let's say, candle or two down here toward the 20-period moving average filling the gap... That may be a different story. Kind of like a bun in the oven. It needs time to bake. What's going on over in the financial district? Well, we touched the 200 period moving average, was rejected, finished similar to the SPY, similar to the Qs across the board. All markets are mainly trading together, so there is also a gap to be filled in the XLF, and we'll see if that's the market's intention. Just as we discussed on all these other charts, the XLF is no different. However, where it is different is it's really in the same camp as the transports. So the XLF and the transports are not in the same position as the IWM. Now, the IWM is my favorite market-leading indicator I do hold a lot of weight in the IWM. However, I hold a lot of weight also in the transports and the financials. So I'm looking at the picture in front of us. I'm looking at the financials and the transports. Those two charts look very similar to one another. They look different from the IWM. That's not lost on me. These are all puzzle pieces. They're on the table. I'm looking for relative strength in areas. I'm looking for relative weakness in areas. Which one is going to win out? I'm aware of both sides. The market will tell me in due time which one will win. How about the SMH? This is the exchange-traded fund that tracks the Philadelphia Semiconductor Index. Another new high. Poor close like all the rest, but again, a new high. Where did this new high come in? Well, ironically enough, look at this breakdown candle high, 106.19. What was today's high? Today's high happens to be 106.27, and then the rejection ensued. Who's going to argue the market is or is not trading technically sound, at least the way I teach it to be? Better have your ducks in a row if you're going to make that argument. What are you going to hit me with? forward earnings when we look over at gold is it doing anything different it's still in an uptrend really the same story that we just discussed in all the other markets it's above all the moving averages it's in an uptrend it's pulling back from a pretty nice rally it just had but it really has had a pretty non-rejection type of pullback so the uptrend stays intact what it's interesting is is the gold chart telling us or foretelling of something to come? Everybody knows I don't like to correlate or tie markets together, but I'm aware of certain things. I'm aware of if gold is being accumulated, it's being accumulated not by technical traders. It's being accumulated by those that think higher prices are coming for some reason. 
I don't know what their reason is, but I find it interesting that somebody has a reason why it's going higher, why they continue to support the upside, why it continues to get bought up. And we'll see if it continues to rise or go sideways, but we are into a lot of overhead resistance against the recent high. There are traders short gold right now. They are short against this high from the 20th up here. That's on the daily chart, so therefore it's against daily closes above that price. We'll use round numbers and we'll say 1350. Now that's a rejection. Crude oil was rejected around 5750. A little higher. I think the high was 5781, but we've been discussing 5750 for how long? You can go back to probably mid-January, early January, we began discussing 5750. That's what a rejection from an important number looks like. Now, we haven't seen anything yet like that in the S&P. We may, we eventually will, but we haven't yet, and that's what I'm looking for, something like that. It doesn't have to look like that. It's probably not going to look like that, but in terms of, a question mark whether or not that's a market that found an important number. There's no question mark on that. Doesn't guarantee one way or the other anything going forward, but we're looking for the sign that the stock market, the S&P, the Qs, the Dow, the IWM, something is going to get to an important number first and will ultimately be our canary in the coal mine. So I'm watching them all. And that's going to be a wrap for today. I'm David Frost. Thanks for watching another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. My Strategic Forecast is hosted by David Frost. Subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app, and please visit MyStrategicForecast.com for more information. My Strategic Forecast is common sense market analysis.